Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, today on the podcast, we have our friend Amy Beltron. She is the CEO and founder of Irresistible Icing and Irresistible University. Amy has struggled with emotional eating, weight, and body image issues since like forever. And she spent a ton of time wishing she had the quote, perfect body and putting her dreams on hold as a result. But now she's created five guiding principles to walk anyone else who has these same issues to guide them to live an irresistible life. This episode gets kind of deep. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> all the things that um, you know, you're Abby a little bit cries. a little bit afraid to uh talk about. Yes, I do cry. We both laugh. I come up with the best Halloween costume idea ever. <laughs> yep. We talk all about body positivity, weight, pregnancy, high school reunions and everything in between. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Actually, I know you will enjoy this episode. Yeah, it's really good. But I will say if you do have body sensitivities, I would probably listen to this episode in private. It might be a little triggering for you. It was definitely triggering for me. So we love you. We think you're beautiful. Enjoy this episode. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. It's been a hot minute since I've seen you in real life, but I'm excited today to talk all about my least favorite subject. (laughs) (laughs) My body. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Uh, bodies are great. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you've listened to the show before, most people have probably picked up on the fact that Emily and I have both had our own share of eating issues, weight conflicts in one extreme or the other, and body image issues like any typical woman, I think these days, like, it doesn't feel uncommon anymore, which is hard. But I'm interested to hear your take on how you've been able to, like, work on acceptance and teaching other people to do that as well. Because it's a hard, awkward thing, you know? Yeah, it it is hard and awkward. And when you said body being your least favorite thing, that's really what spawned me to talk about what I talk about anyway, because this conversation around body image, around weight, around emotional eating, I know for me growing up, that stuff 
you didn't have access to the things that we have now. Nobody was having these conversations. Everybody that was on TV or in the media of some sort, everybody looked the same. And so there wasn't this whole like body diversity and body positivity movement that's going on now. So it's something that I have struggled with since I was a kid. And it's something I'm really, really passionate about in helping other women to get to that place of acceptance. And acceptance doesn't always mean that you don't have bad days, right? So you're still, there's still this balance, I think, that we always do of, you know, learning to love and accept our body. But then we have like these really like bad days where we're just like, feel like we're back to square one. So, for me, it's, I feel like it's always going to be some kind of a struggle at some point, but I know now how to navigate that better and to how, like how to correct where I'm at and say, okay, enough of that. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Well, if anything for me, and at least the way that I've talked to myself about my body has drastically changed since my daughter was born. I don't know if you had a similar result, but I I think I realized like how often I spoke out loud negatively about what I looked like or how I felt about myself. And the second she was here, it was like pump the brakes on all of that because <laughs> I didn't want her raised in a household where like that was an even spark of discussion from a negative standpoint. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel for me too, that was a big changing point. So my daughter will be, she'll be two in a couple of months. And I have to be really honest, and I've shared this many times in my different posts that when I first found out I was pregnant, I was like, because I had just lost almost 50 pounds. And I was like, this, no, like we, we wanted to have a baby, but there was like all of a sudden this like feeling that washed over me, which kind of overshadowed the joy and happiness that I should have felt in that moment of like, holy shit, I'm going to gain so much weight back. And that's horrible. And I felt so awful for thinking that. And I was like, I immediately was like, you've got to get yourself in check. This ha- You cannot go through a pregnancy and you cannot then bring these feelings out on a baby who at the time I didn't know was going to be a little girl, which I think these issues are way deeper for us as women. So I was like, you've got to get a grip on that. And I talked to my doctor and I you know, met with their therapist in office because I did not want to have these feelings because I knew as someone who struggled their whole life with this, that I was going to continue it was going to take it to a whole nother level. And I didn't want that pregnancy to go by and to, and to not enjoy it and embrace it and give it all the attention that it needed. I really didn't want to have that negativity. And so I did get to a really good place with that. And I feel like once my daughter came and you guys, it's ridiculous. I gained 70 pounds with my pregnancy, which is ridiculous but I was in such a different place mentally because of the work that I've done that I was like, okay, this happened. All I can do is get back on track and it's okay. And I'm going to still enjoy this little miracle baby as much as I can because you know it's a blessing. And so I don't want to take that time with her, wasting time worrying about what I look like. You know, I want to get in a bathing suit and run around the beach with her and take her to swim and do those things. And you know what, to, what you just said about like, looking at yourself in the mirror and you you're like picking things apart and saying things like I've already noticed her she'll see me in the mirror and then she goes up to the mirror and she's like you know posing and doing all this crazy stuff and it's like wow they're watching so it's so important well seriously thank you for saying like your initial thoughts about when you found out you were pregnant 
uh, with weight gain and how you felt about your body. Because as someone who's dealt with body issues my entire life, and I still continue to deal with it, one of the like lies I told myself, I guess, when we were like coming out of the fog of realizing that we were going to not be able to get pregnant on our own and we were going to pursue adoption, I like spun it to be like, well, now I don't have to worry about like gaining a whole mess of weight and my body changing because I can't. And I like spun it to be this like positive thing because like, oh, I get to stay like like this and I don't have to deal with a lot of the issues that my friends deal with or people that I know. And like, that's kind of fucked up. Well, <laughs> I, get it. I get that completely. Yeah. <laughs> From a, like a never having children perspective, I feel like in some ways my body and the way it is now has prevented me from thinking about having children. Half for fear of like the weight gain. Like I can't imagine like if I ever hit 300 pounds, I would lose my mind. But like the other part of it is like watching these women who I feel like are beautiful have children and like at their heaviest, they're, they still weigh less than me. And so I'm like, I don't even feel like I would be beautiful pregnant. And so like, I'm almost like avoiding the whole thing. And it's very, I don't know. It, I mean, that's just, well, this just got real, real. <laughs> no, it didn't. And, and let me just jump in, Abby, because that is so relatable to me because I put off having kids a lot for that reason, because I thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, all the things that you said, like, what, what am I going to look like? And how much weight am I going to gain? And am I going to even look pregnant? Because I'm, you know, I look like this now and all these questions. And I remember one night, like my husband and I just sat down and we're like, are we going to do this or not? Like, what's, what are we doing here? Because we both were kind of on the fence of like, I'll be perfectly fine if we don't have children and I'll be okay if maybe we do. But it was like the scariest decision ever. Also because we didn't know, is this even going to be able to happen? I don't know. But those were their legit fears. And I think sometimes people are afraid to say that because they think that, you know, oh, it's so vain and it's taking away from the experience. But I mean, these are things that we feel and it's so real and mm-hmm. it's it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I remember, so one of my best friends in college, like I, she's the only girl that I ever felt like I could swap clothes with. Let's put it that way. And she got pregnant And I was worried about her for all my insecurities, not hers. And then she lost weight during her pregnancy. And so then I started thinking about, well, maybe, maybe this is how I'm going to lose weight. And I was like, how? No, I'm with you. I read so many posts about that. (laughs) I like this shit goes both ways, guys. Like, it does. uh Because if you're so heavy that you might lose weight during pregnancy, like, Shut the front door. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, that's, it's like, going to happen. It's going to happen. And then every week I would go in and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. The scale was just like going up, going up, going up. And I mean, I had to really get clear with my head, like, it's okay. Because there were days where I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle this. <laughs> so how how did you get out of that mindset? So for me, I I really feel like all of this kind of came together the way it should. And I had my daughter later in life. I was 34 and 
I feel that that is exactly what needed to happen because I had already laid the foundation and done a lot of the work in body acceptance and understanding that, you know, we're much more than weight and all these different things. And so I felt like I had that great foundation already where I had learned to accept and like be in the moment and be present even though I look like this now, this isn't forever. This is for right now. And you know what? I want to enjoy it and embrace it and and just live in this moment because it's probably never going to happen again. And so for me, I felt like that's what really helped me. But there, certainly in the beginning, it was really difficult, especially hormones are going crazy. And, you know, you're like, oh my God, you just, you don't know yet what's going to happen. So that I feel having that foundation really helped me through that process and just understanding like you have a bigger responsibility now. This isn't just about you. This is also about this. Your your body's actually pretty awesome that it's able to do this. And there's this little life that's growing in there. And that's how I had to look at it. I am sure. curious because this has been my personal struggle with it. It's like I can get all around like feeling good and like accepting who I am. And, and then minutes later, I come crashing down. And it's not necessarily because of me. It's because someone I love says something about losing weight because they're worried about my health. Or I like open the magazine and I see someone who weighs less than me. And then all of a sudden I question if I'm just fooling myself and this is just, this is bad for me to accept the way I am. And and then like, it's just like this circle of like, yeah, yeah. Feeling okay. it it's a shit <laughs> well, cycle. Then, is what well, it is. And then the worst one, I hate it is you get so used to looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing yourself a certain way. And then the moment someone takes a picture yes. of you from a different <laughs> angle and you're like, like I have never seen me. who is, is that? that yeah. What I actually look like. <laughs> My my husband literally did that last night. He thought the dog was so cute, just like l- cuddling on me. And he like took a picture and showed it to me. And I like, my first reaction was just like, I want to die. Like, it, how do you think I'm beautiful? Like, that, and that's just so messed up because he thought it was amazing. And he thought like he just saw love and I can't. I so understand that. And I... In no, I in a way, like I still struggle with those things a lot. And I think it really is. And so I have a different, I kind of have a different point of view than a lot of people that are talking about body positivity and that kind of thing. Because oftentimes people are saying like, you know, just stay how you are, love yourself. You, you know, don't try to do this. Don't try to lose weight. Don't try to exercise. Don't try to do that. And I know, so I can just share from my my perspective, like I will never be a quote unquote skinny person. I'm never going to be thin. I'm always going to be like, I think it was like Bridget Jones, who's like, I'm always going to be a little bit chunky. Like, that's just me. <laughs> and there's a certain number or a certain look that I will get to that I'm. it makes me super uncomfortable. And I don't just mean like emotionally, but even physically. And I don't want to be at that place. So I I come from a different perspective of like working on your mind. I feel like it's first and foremost, like the most important thing, but also continuing to work on your, your body too. If that's something that you feel like you want to maybe change or lose weight, like, and I'm not saying any way that that's something you or anyone else has to do, but I know personally for me, 
that's something that's part of my journey that has really helped me. And where I feel comfortable and where I start getting to a better place for someone else, they would look at me and be like, oh my God, how can you look? You know what I mean? So everybody's comfortable place, I think is going to be different. And how I look at those things too, is like, I may not be where I want to be. I'll get there eventually. But for today, I'm good. And I'm going to be present and embrace the body that I have. And, you know, do nice things for myself and wear cute clothes and put myself together. But that's really hard. It takes a lot of work internally to believe other people when they're telling you how beautiful you are. And, you know, I I find myself doing the same thing. And like my husband gives me a compliment and then I question him. He's like, why do you do that? Why do you always do that? (laughs) Like, just accept it, you know? And he sent me pictures as well, like with Chewy, my dog, or with my daughter. And I'm just like, like I had the same reaction, but to them, they don't see that. They just see like this love fest going on. And, you know, it's so hard. <laughs> it is so hard. I, my husband called me out a couple weeks ago. I started working out at the beginning of the year, turning 30 this year, and I'm kind of having like a crisis you about and my it. my husband both. And so I <laughs> Yeah. So I, I've never been someone who works out ever, ever, ever. I, I hate it so much. I hate physical activity of any kind. So I decided to like go to bar class. I've been doing it since January and I've loved it. And my whole purpose has been like, I want to be stronger and I want to have like more stamina and playing with my daughter. And like, I want my hips to not hurt as much. And like, you know, if I can tone up great, but my, (laughs) my for real goal at the beginning was like, I just want to creak less. Like I want my bones to hurt less. And so I started and I, I go like four times a week and it's amazing. And I love it. And I've already noticed the things like I can sit cross-legged again and I like don't hurt walking upstairs anymore and I can do whatever. But a couple of weeks ago, I've been frustrated with like, I don't feel like I'm actually losing weight or toning up at all. Like I, I actually feel like in some places I look worse since I've started working out, which is bananas. And right, so I was like bitching right. about it. And Brian goes, you like, that's not what you're going there for. Like, you know, of other ways, if you, if you actually want to lose weight or do whatever, like, you know, of other ways to do that. Some of them aren't healthy, but like, you know, of ways to do that. You went because you wanted to be stronger and have more energy and feel better about yourself. And that you've yes. achieved that. Yes. And, and that is actually something that I completely believe in because one of the, and we'll talk more about this, but one of the principles that I've laid in the work that I've done and the foundation that I have, I call it feeding your soul. And before I got, I, you guys, I've lost and gained weight so many times since I was like in elementary school. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, girl. The last time, the last time before the baby, the I had lost a good time. amount of <laughs> the last time. So right before my daughter and I was losing a lot of weight, it was the first time in my entire life that I did not feel like I was on a a diet because I don't believe in diets. I think it's just, it's so restrictive. It's what causes a lot of these issues and that's a whole other topic. But one of the things that I started doing was focusing on feeding my soul, which was a, a concept that I had never thought about. I had always just like, oh, that's like woo woo stuff, whatever. I don't believe in that. You know, you only do this by exercise and working out. And I was like, no, I became open-minded to this. And so I started doing things that just made me happy. And it's where I discovered kayaking. I was never a person that did those kinds of things. And so 
kayaking was something that was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And it was became like my happy place as soon as I hit the water. It was like everything melts away. But at the same time, you're doing something physical and it's keeping you active. It's keeping you, you know, it's just well, and you're outside and in and nature yes. and like there's all of these other factors. Yeah. And it keeps me someone who's always gone to food is like the the comfort source. It's like, no, we're out doing these things. We're active. We're, you know, I don't have time to think about that. So a lot of times when you're constantly going to food and you have this like physical hunger, it's actually not your your physical hunger. There's something else that you're craving that you need to explore and see what that is. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. 
I think I'm only actually hungry like one time when I when I actually am eating. <laughs> yeah, it's like, really. I, I also want to back up and like celebrate for a second those little victories. Like I think kayaking's amazing, but for me, like like Emily was saying, it's really nice hearing someone else say it. So I'm gonna call it out again. Like the ability to sit cross-legged yeah. and not yeah. have it be painful. Yeah. Yes. Like I was, yes. there was months, if not an entire year where like I, if I wanted, I love sitting cross-legged by the way, I do it on my bed. Like I do it on chairs mostly cause I can never touch the <laughs> freaking ground cause I'm so short, <laughs> but I was having to like prop my yeah. knee up with a pillow because it was hurting my knee. And I noticed a couple weeks ago that it stopped hurting like so much so that I could sit in my bed the way I like to sit in my bed. And I was like, victory, guys, like this is so big. And, you know, one thing I'm still shooting for and I feel like if I get there, like it has nothing to do with weight. It has everything to do with like feeling good and your body not hurting. It Like I have never been able to cross my legs. Like Mm -hmm. I can cross my ankles. But I can't put one knee over the other. <laughs> like I, I see other people do that, and I'm like, I that looks really great. <laughs> I think I the last time I could do that, I was think maybe, I would like sitting like that. <laughs> it's, I think it might have been nine the last time I could do Look, that. No, my thighs are just a little big, guys. I like <laughs> put it up there, and I'm like, uh, nope, the hips just not gonna not make today. it happen. <laughs> Yeah. Focusing on those things. So, you know, back to like the topic we were talking about, like weight loss and diet and stuff like that. Like I don't look at any of that as like dieting, but it's like looking at those kinds of things. So I like way back in the day when I was probably at my largest, I had these boots that went a little bit over my ankles, but they wouldn't zip. I mean, I'm talking like they would not zip one little inch shoes and are not supposed to make you feel fat people so in my like sick and twisted head i was like well i'm just gonna wear them but i'm not gonna zip them up and i'm gonna start this like fashion trend how <laughs> stupid is that <laughs> and everyone's like what's up with your shoes i'm like no this, this is, is cute it's fine and it's grungy it's yeah. fine but it was like this complete like state of denial. Like I don't really like I didn't because I gained almost a hundred pounds in a couple of months back. This was a long ago, and I was in denial, you know. But it's those little things that you take for granted that you're like, oh my yeah. gosh! Like you walk around just wearing one leg of jeans, yeah, like, and you, you just hear underwear cool. is hanging out the other <laughs> leg. You're like, it's fine. I'm wearing my jeans. This is a new way. It's fine. I'm gonna love it. <laughs> well, and sometimes when you convince yourself that like you don't have that desire because it doesn't like you can't physically do it. Like, Oh no, I don't have the desire to look sexy as fuck and wear (laughs) knee high boots and walk around my house in a mini skirt. Like, no, like absolutely not. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I do. (laughs) Have I ever Um, worn boots? No, (laughs) no, no. Same. No, no, no. Uh, Let's talk about a little bit more of the principles that we kind of addressed earlier. So can we do a quick rundown of them and then maybe break some of them out? Yes, absolutely. So I, what I have called this is an irresistible life. And so to me, what that means is you're living, you know, you're living your best life, living the best version of yourself. And 
to get to that point where you really truly feel that way in your skin, your body, and your overall life, there's these five guiding principles that I've created. And this is what, again, what I feel like helped me through my pregnancy and all of that weight gain. So the first guiding principle is called break the rules. And this is where you need to take some time to kind of reflect within yourself and figure out what are the things that I'm constantly telling myself that have become rules in my life that I live by. So I'll give you an example. For me, the there's lots of these little rules, right? We're getting them from friends, from family, from society, from media, and we're hearing these things our whole life and they just become embedded in our DNA and we don't know any other way to be. So one of the things that I was telling myself was, you don't deserve to be happy until you have a perfect body. And yeah, so because of that, I mean, that was embedded in every action I was taking. And so there were opportunities and things that I wasn't going after because I'm like, I'll do that when I lose 70 pounds. I'll do that you know, next year. I'll go, go on that vacation next, next year when I can get to goal weight. And then you realize like, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to have a perfect body. And so it just becomes this like thing that you're constantly chasing over and over and over again. And it becomes an excuse why you're not really living life to the fullest. So that's break the rules. Number two is I call this make confidence queen. And this is all about building yourself back up. So if you've had these rules that you're living by your whole life, your confidence is probably pretty shattered the same way mine was. And making confidence queen is about taking that and making it like the center of your world and making that one of the most important things. And when you break the rules, I have I, I have students rewrite what those rules will become. And then within the confidence portion, you're really implementing those. And confidence, again, is like, you have to do it every day. It's just taking that step and just doing things that make you uncomfortable till it becomes second nature. I love that. I struggle with that piece a hundred percent. And I, every woman in my family struggles with that piece as well. And so it was interesting to me, like Abby and I have kind of gone on a journey this year. I feel like we've gone on a lot of journeys this year, but one of them being like, we're trying to be more intentional about like harvesting really good friendships with other women and like maintaining them and like choosing wisely. And it's been interesting to me, the type of women that are popping up in my life that are like super, super empowering and super like into body positivity and like not realizing that I really, really needed that in my circle of friends because I don't get that from anyone in my family. And so like if anyone listening is like, yeah, but my mom says this or my sister says that, like I have that too. So surround yourself with people, even if it can't be in your inner, inner circle of people who just like freaking love on themselves. And like, I have a friend, I'll call her out, Kinsey. She's amazing. And she has this thing where her superpower is like noticing the oddest, most random feature about someone and loving it. Like, I love your nose. I love your lips. I love your thighs. I love this. I love your elbows. Like she's like the strangest, amazing person I've ever met. And so she does this and she has this like compulsive need to just tell people what is the thing that she loves about them. And so almost every single time I see her, even if it's not about me, she is telling one of our friends or this stranger or whatever, something that she absolutely loves about them. And it feels so good to be around that kind of energy. Uh, trade secret. If you're looking for people who you you need this kind of energy in your life, um, just figure out who the local boudoir photographers <laughs> are. Yeah, right. <laughs> A straight. Yeah. yeah, they're the best. Up, at it. <laughs> they are so good. At, oh, to the point of like 
at some points, I don't believe Kinsey when she's talking to me. I'm like, girl, oh, that's no, my no, insecurity no. Com- talking. And so anyway. And that's totally on my bucket list to do one of those photo shoots. I haven't got there yet. But I, I feel like I need to just book it so that it's like months ahead and I can like mentally prepare. Yeah. <laughs> and then drink a bunch of wine and then go do it. <laughs> Tons of wine. Yeah. It has to be. Tons of wine. So let's go to number three. Number three, we talked on a little bit, which is called Feed Your Soul. And so that goes back to figuring out what is actually missing from your life and why are you why are you going to food as a comfort? Because a lot of times there's always this, some people, honestly, I think just like, just like to eat, but people like myself who share this, like we're emotionally eating for some reason. There's something that you're avoiding or something that you don't want to deal with. You're using that in some way. And so feeding your soul is about figuring out what else is missing from your life that would make you really happy and bring you a lot of joy. And then going and doing more of that and scheduling that time for you. All right. So number four is called be in the moment. And this principle is about just being mindful and present. And so the reason I built this into the method is because I found myself for many years, like I would, okay, let's use this as an example. I would, there would be an event coming up and it's like a wedding or something. And I would say, oh my gosh, it's in six months and I have to lose all this weight because there's this really cute dress I want to wear. And, and I won't buy the dress until I lose the weight. Then all of a sudden, holy shit, the wedding is actually like two days from now. And I haven't bought the dress and I haven't lost any weight. And what am I going to wear? Because I don't have time to order anything online. So I go to the mall and I go to the fitting room and I try all these and things on. And that's the worst. And mall one fitting thing rooms after, are the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. Yes. And nothing fits. And you're sitting there and you're just, you're borderline in tears. You don't know what you're, so you're thinking of all these excuses, how you're not going to go and you're going to come up with this reason or that reason. And it's literally the worst feeling. So you know you have to go. And so you get to the event and this is where in the moment comes in is, I've been in this place where I'm like, I can't stand how I look. I'm so embarrassed. I don't want to see these people. I can't believe I got to this place. How did I get here? And the whole time you're at the event, you're telling yourself, all right, I'm going to lose like 50 pounds by the next event or whatever it is. So you're not enjoying where you are because all you're worried about is what other people might think and how actually physically uncomfortable you feel. And that is such an awful feeling. And I have been there so many times. And listening... Listening to you say that, I'm like, oh my God, that's so exhausting. Why would anyone want to live like that? I'm like, girl, like you're literally doing yeah. that today. <laughs> like I li- I, I've been I'm there. having the, like, this is just bringing up anxiety about my 10 year high school reunion. Like I assumed it was going to be, you know, at the beginning of summertime. Cause that's when we graduated and all this stuff. And they decided to move it to homecoming of this coming fall. And so I literally have like tried to convince my husband to get me pregnant before. So I have an excuse to have to be fatter at my high school reunion. Is that ridiculous? I get it. No, no girl. I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, yes, but uh, yes, but like that ridiculous. Yes, yeah. but I get it. <laughs> like, Totally get that. Totally. And so that's really what grounded me throughout the pregnancy was like, 
you need to be present right here, right now, because this thing is, is more important and it's bigger than you and it's bigger than the weight that you're gaining or any stretch marks that you might get. Um, well, so and like, the, life yeah. is more important. It is. Like, it is. like it, with kid or not, like every, literally everything else is more well, important. It definitely than that. Is. I want to know why, why can't we wear like the other parts of ourselves? Like, does that make an okay? I know you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, 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 I <laughs> wish I could walk into a room and instead of someone seeing my body, they could see like how badass of a business owner I am and how much money I've made and my amazing dogs and like that I'm a great cook, but they see my body and that sucks. Like, I just wish I could wear a fucking sandwich sign that says, I have more money than you, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. And please be that for Halloween. <laughs> and it's just a sad thing. I mean, that's just the society we live in is so nasty in that way that that's the first thing that people that people see. Um, and we're so much more than that. You know, it's yeah. But that actually ties really well into number five, which I call get your glam on and get your glam on. It dresses the physical and it's, it's more fun. It's more about it's a it's a little bit about self-care, but it's really about and I say this all the time and I say it in work and I say it in and outside of work because something that is really important to me is is branding. And I always would tell my team, like, looks matter, whether you want to believe that or not. And so thinking about how we want to present ourselves to the world, regardless of our size, right? So, you know, you walk in that room and you might think, oh my gosh, everyone thinks, you know, I'm so, so fat, I'm so big and that's all they're going to see. But walk in that room and own it. Like, this is who I am. And I have like, I'm gorgeous and I have amazing makeup and my hair looks good and I have rocking my high heels and whatever, you know, this outfit that makes me feel really good in my own skin. And that's what that's all about. Because what I don't want women to do is wait for the wait until they do the things that actually make them look and feel really good. And so get your glam on is in no way about being a certain size or a certain look. It's about taking what you have right here in the moment and accentuating that and doing it in a way that makes you feel good. So like everyone in my life knows that I have had nails. I always have long nails and my nails are extra. They always have crystals and diamonds and all this ridiculous stuff. And that's that's just me. That's who I am. And that makes me feel really good. And I always said, as long as I'm working and, and busting my butt, I will always go to the nail shop every couple of weeks. Like that's my thing. And I'm not giving that up. And that's something that makes me feel good. And it's kind of become part of like, I guess like my personal brand in a sense, because people notice that, but do those things that make you feel and look better. Because I always say when you, when you look good, you feel good and then you do good. Right. So, yeah. Well, and it's just this going back to I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's going back to what we tell every business owner of like, fake it till you make it. And that's like fake. You can put what, put the red lips on, put the nails on, put that shirt, specific shirt on, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like do the thing that makes you feel freaking amazing. So you can act freaking amazing. And then people will treat you freaking amazing. And then it's this, this amazing cycle instead of a shit cycle. Amen. Yes, totally. It, it just, it makes a difference. And, you know, a lot of, it's just, I know you get this, like working from home too. I know the days that I take the time and I like put myself together the same way I would if I still worked in an office, I almost feel like I'm more productive. Like I get more done because you're just, I think you have more confidence in yourself. And so that reflects even in the work that you're doing too. 
Yeah, 100%. Ooh, this Lord. A little bit <laughs> of a roller coaster, people. I have so many thoughts and so many things to like, not even work out, but like, you know, I feel like it's one of those things as a woman who's struggled with this for so long that it's something that like comes up and I pay a ton of attention to it. And then I'm really good at ignoring it for yes, a long time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it comes up <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I got to address this. I guess I got to figure it out. I got to think about it. And <laughs> thanks, because I wasn't ready to bring it back. No, I mean, I'm happy to do that That brings up a really good point is that this work is probably some of the hardest work you're ever going to do because it is, it, you have to get really honest with yourself. And I a was in that percent. same place of like, there's a lot of denial that goes into it. And I also want to say too, that if anyone that's listening to this has these issues and they're deep rooted and it, you know, you should also probably see some professional help as well. And I had, and I did the same thing because I just got to a place where I was like, I can't do this cycle anymore. And it was driving me insane. I'm like, it's just this constant, it's a shit cycle. It's like, hate your body diet, hate your body diet and soothe yourself with food because it's just, it's, it's sick. exhausting. Yeah. And, and another thing to that, I stopped looking at as someone who's like lost and gained, lost and gained. I always looked at myself as you're a failure. You suck. Why can't you do this? You're, you're so good at everything else in your life that you want to do. You do it and you excel at. So what the hell is your problem? You're a smart person. Why can't you conquer this and just lose damn weight? And so every time I would start back in the day, a diet, and I would fail and go off track, I looked at that as a failure. And oh my gosh, I have to start over. And I stopped looking at things like that. And I make sure that for me to be kind of at this level where I feel irresistible is eating healthy, eating balanced, doing active things in my life that aren't dreadful and, you know, disgusting, like exercise things, but things that make me feel good. And if I have a day where, you know, I'm going to eat icing out of a can inside my bathtub, I've done it. Like, whatever, move on the next day. You didn't fail. You just had a bump in the road and you're not starting and stopping. And so I've had to look at things a little bit differently in that respect. And it gets better over time. It really, really does. I know that's like cliche, but it's really true. Yeah. Frozen Cool Whip in the bathtub is my jam. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, no, I don't need to eat in the bathtub. I've never no, done you don't. that. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. I've definitely <laughs> eaten in secret, but not underwater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't eat underwater. <laughs> the bathtub <laughs> took it to a whole other level for me. I was like, what are you doing? And then it was like hot pink. And so my whole mouth was hot pink. And I'm like, this is really sad. Like, <laughs> come on, Amy, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, for everyone listening that battles with this, hopefully we did not give you a new idea of something to try when you head down that unhealthy rabbit hole. Okay, let's head into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear three to five takeaways, empowerments, action steps, whatever you feel like you want to dish out to the people listening who may be really connected with this episode who they're like, okay, th- this week, this month, I'm going to start to make some different changes on how I'm perceiving myself. Okay, let's do it. So what I would say, let's let's do the strategy through the five principles we just talked about. So one, break the rules. I want you to sit down and just get a sheet of paper, write this out, 
and figure out what are all the phrases and the things that you're saying to yourself, like that mean girl, inner mean bitch that's telling you all these nasty things. Like, you can't wear that. You're too fat. You can't do that till you lose weight. Like, write all of those things down and then take time to figure out how can I rephrase those things. So when that inner bitch comes back and tells me that, I'm like, no, I'm going to wear that striped top because I'm fabulous and I can wear it. Like shut her down. And so that's breaking the rule. So let's write down what the mean things we're telling ourselves, and then rephrase those into something positive that will squash that. <laughs> For confidence, I what, I what I think would really help here is when we think about confidence is just figuring out what is one thing that I can do today that's going to boost my confidence. That could be something as simple as, you know what? I'm going to look people in the eye when I walk through the mall. I'm going to, you know, wear that cute pair of high heels that makes me feel really good. And I'm going to stand up straight. And, or it could be, you know, something like I'm going to make that phone call for that, you know, connection that I made last week. Even if I really want to, I'm going to do that today because when you do those things and you take action, I don't know if you've experienced this, you start feeling really good about yourself. You're like, wow, I did that and I didn't die and I'm okay. And so I would say just take, just start with one thing a day that you can do that will help boost your confidence and you have to do something every day. Yeah. The ways that we have convinced ourselves that we're not good at something simply by not taking action is outstanding. So just yeah. do it. And it can be, I say imperfect action, right? So it doesn't have to be perfect because you're not going to be there yet. So just do it anyway for, for confidence. So being in the moment and being more mindful, or I'm sorry, we're skipping ahead. Uh, feed your soul. So Figure out, um, this is something you can implement immediately, figure out what is something that actually makes you really happy and you maybe you haven't done that in a while or maybe you want to discover something new and put that thing in your calendar so that it happens, so that it gets done. And this doesn't have to be kayaking. This can be something as simple as like, I'm going to take an hour and light my favorite candles and read magazines and tell everyone in the house, leave me alone. This is my time. Like, Whatever that thing is that helps you, if it's going for a drive, if it's a, a weekend getaway with your friends, whatever that thing is, you, there's something you can do immediately that's going to feel a little bit happier in your soul. And be in the moment. This, again, is about being mindful, being present, writing down. This is something I like to do, like writing down some like commitments or mantras about, all right, I know I have this event. I know physically I'm not 100%, you know, happy or at the place I want to be in my body, but I have to go to this event. And how am I going to, how am I going to handle it knowing that I'm going to have a hard time like showing up physically? So writing down those things that you're, you know, like, this is where I'm at now. I don't have to stay here forever. I'm going to still enjoy the moment. I'm going to go buy like this really fierce outfit that makes me feel irresistible. And I'm going to just show up and, you know, whatever that is, it's going to help you stay present and mindful in the things that you're doing. And lastly, uh, get your glam on. What is one thing that you can do? So I, I say like, look at your, what's your current, like just for a term that everyone's familiar with, your self-care routine. What is it that you're doing? You know, do you have a makeup routine? Do you have a hair routine? Is there one thing that you could add to that? Whether it's an outfit or a new haircut or going to the salon or the spa or, you know, just painting your nails, whatever that thing is and, and doing that. Because I think a lot of times as women too, we think, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, I don't have time. Like, and you, and the next thing you know, you look in the mirror, like, who the hell am I? Like, this isn't me. This isn't how I like to show up in the world. So, figuring out that thing that makes you feel really glam and feel good. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. And let me just add one more thing is 
these five principles, they're not like a step-by-step thing. It, it flows in a circle. And so you kind of can't do one without the other. So for example, like, you know, getting a makeup routine on get your glam on, you still need to work on your confidence to be able to do that. Right. So it's like a, an ongoing thing that you're always, so then once you get there, you're implementing all of these different um, principles into your life and it it works because I've, I've done it and I think it'll make a big difference. Yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to spend some time on the first step because I think that that's my biggest hang up. That's preventing me from flowing through the other ones. Absolutely, and it's something you can always come back to because we're never going to get. I I, I'm not a fan of before and after stories because I think of like before and during, and because you're never going to get to a place where you're like, okay, I I figured it out, I got it, I'm done, I got the perfect, I'm done, I got the perfect body, I got the perfect (laughs) family. No, there's always going to be something. So it's constantly coming back and saying, okay, what am I telling myself now? Yeah. I love that. Well, where can people hang out with you online? Yes. So you can hang out with me. The main place is my website. It is irresistibleicing.com. And across social media, I am at irresistibleicing on Instagram and Facebook. And that's where you can find me. And yes, icing, you guys can probably figure out why that's in my, in my brand. (laughs) Is your logo hot pink icing in a bathtub? It, it should be, but it's it's a <laughs> it's a much more dulled down version. It's pastels and yeah, and a cake pop, but it should be okay, icing okay. in a bathtub. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I also am gonna just add in everything that we talked about with the guiding principles. I do have a free action plan workbook that you can download. And it's you can find it at irresistibleicing.com slash action plan. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. This was a really good talk and I had a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys having me on. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.